I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to another episode. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about something that I figured out was one of the most important steps to me hitting my coach's goal for me of 25000 from all brand new clients and all in cash that I actually received, not payment plans, in a 30-day period, which also created a 30K month for me in October, which was super exciting. As I kind of went through and evaluated what made the difference for me, I came up with a handful of different things, and this was one of them, so I wanted to make a podcast episode out of it and really share with you what I think made the difference and helped me make this shift and what I think is going to help you make a shift in the next month with whatever goal you have set for yourself. So the thing that I think really made the difference for me in getting there is this idea of being a pro at what you do. So one of the predominant thoughts that I kept choosing for myself over the past month was I am a pro coach. When I started recording this, I decided to look up the definition of professional. Obviously, pro is a little shortened version of professional. And it's kind of funny, like I chose that thought all month long and never once looked at the definition. I had other definitions that I'd created, but I thought it would be really cool to take a look and see what does it actually mean. So there was two different um, kind of main definitions of it, and one was relating to or connected to a profession, And the other was engaged in a specified activity as one's main paid occupation rather than as a pastime. And it's so funny because I think we kind of have this idea that pro means that we have to be an expert and we have to have all these qualifications and all of that. And what I really love about this definition of pro is that it is more about the energy that you're bringing to it and the focus and attention that you're bringing to it than anything else. It's not something that you earn. It's just who you are and just what you do. And I think that that is really empowering. At the live kickoff event with my coach for my mastermind, she introduced us to this idea of being a pro coach versus being an amateur coach. And she had this whole um, written out thing of all of the different traits of a pro coach versus an amateur coach. And I have repeatedly referred back to my notes from that section to really inspire me and really give direction to the work that I do. 
So I wanted to kind of rethink that idea and bring it to you and bring to you all the ways that I was a pro over the course of the past month to be able to inspire you to figure out what is the way that you want to be a pro. I really embraced the idea of taking my work more seriously and spending less time indulging in emotions like doubt and worry. Those emotions never lead us anywhere good. They actually lead us to a place where we're not a pro. They have us avoiding our business and distracting ourselves and spending our time on things that aren't important instead of really focusing our attention on the few things that matter most. I think the mentality of being a pro is actually what separates the people who are super successful from those who aren't. You know, it really is kind of this hobby versus business owner mentality. Today, I want to encourage and inspire all of you who know that you have work to do in this area to help you step into your identity as a pro at whatever you do. If you're listening to this podcast, you are not a hobbyist. You're not a dabbler and you're not an amateur. You're a pro. You're a professional. You take your business seriously. You treat your business like your career, like your calling. This is what you do. This is who you are. We probably all have our own definitions individually of what it looks like to be a pro, but today I'm going to share with you all the ways that I stepped into pro status over the past month, and I really encourage you to take all of these and add onto them your own ideas of what it would look like for you to be a pro. The first way that I was a pro was keeping my eyes on my own page, and I love describing it this way but I really didn't compare myself to others. Somebody asked me in my Facebook group the other day who I follow, like what content out there I follow. And what I realized is that the only people I follow are people that I actually pay to coach me. And I love their free content as well as their paid stuff, but there's really no one else that I follow. So I'm not really aware of what my competitors are doing. I'm not really aware of what else is out there and and what other people are saying or doing. I'm also not aware of how much money my peers are making or what they're really doing in their businesses. And this extends to in my mastermind. In my mastermind, I obviously do see how much my Uh, peers are making in the mastermind and their coaches from all different niches and industries, but I don't compare what they are doing to what I am doing. So I'm not out there being like, oh, she's making so much more than me, that kind of thing. Like I don't go down that road. I show up as a supportive friend and then I get back to work and really stay focused on what is going on in my own business. And I think that that's served me so well, and I encourage you to do the same thing, to not get preoccupied about what other people are doing and to really keep your focus on what you are doing in your own business and making it the best. 
I also was vigilant about protecting my energy. And when I talk about energy, what I imagine is my own thoughts and my own feelings and my level of inspiration and motivation and drive to work. So by protecting my energy, what that really looks like for me is really paying attention to what I'm thinking, really paying attention to what I allow to come into my space, what I allow myself to spend my time and energy thinking about, and the feelings that I'm creating within myself. So I spent time every single day journaling to get myself into the right headspace, to get myself into a really inspired place. I um, really avoided things that would be energy drains for me and really maximized the things that would feed me. So part of that also was really taking time to unplug from my business and give me time to recharge and rest and spend time being fully present with my family, spending time being fully present in whatever moment I was in. So during this 30-day period, I had a client retreat. During that time that I was there, during that weekend, I was fully present with those clients and really protecting my energy in that moment, you know, not trying to do a million different things, really taking time to rest and recover and reset and all of those re-words. So you have to be very vigilant about your energy level and making sure that you're taking time for rest and play and enjoyment. That's a big part of ambitious goals. It's not about hustling and depleting yourself if you really want to have goals that are going to be sustainable for you in the long term. So like for me, having $30,000 months as my norm going forward, as just my standard in my business, I can't do it in a way that depletes me or I won't be able to sustain it. So I did it in a way that didn't deplete me, that actually just felt normal. Like this is who I am. This is what I do now. The next thing was being very disciplined with working. So for me, this looked like getting really serious about my schedule and how I spend my time, how I spend my working time in particular, and making sure that I was really disciplined during my working time and that I spent my working time doing work. I know for a lot of you, you loved my story of my husband going to get the sick child from school and me continuing to work. That is one of those examples. But I think for a lot of us who are starting at-home businesses and building them up, it can be so tempting to spend our work time doing things that aren't work. So doing your laundry, doing your meal planning, groceries, nail appointments, exercising, like whatever it is, spending your work time on those things is not being disciplined with your work. It is not being a professional about your work. If you had a boss, 
they would probably not be thrilled to see you leave your desk in the middle of the day and go flip laundry or leave your desk in the middle of the day and go do dishes and cleaning for an hour during your working time. This isn't just about the time that you're either spending working or not. It's about the thoughts you have and the identity that you have about your work. So if you're prioritizing menial house tasks over your work, that is sending a message to you that your work is not as important as laundry. And like, let's face it, there's about a million things in our lives more important than laundry, right? So really pay attention to the message you're sending yourself with how disciplined or not disciplined you are about your work and the follow through that you have with your work. Another thing was eliminating things that were unnecessary. So I said earlier, one of those things for me was doubt. So I kind of set up this little habit in myself that if I noticed myself feeling like unstable, and by that I mean like not solid in my belief, but if I found myself feeling just kind of off and doubting that I was going to hit my goal, that to me was a red flag to get back to belief, to opt back in to believing and to really stay focused on that and not get derailed by doubt. Doubt is always going to be available to us. Doubt is really good at popping up all the time. And it's always something that's optional. You can always choose to say no thank you to the doubt and eliminate that kind of thinking from your life. Just not picking it up and holding on to it. Just letting it float by like, no thanks, that is not for me. There's also other things that you can eliminate. So earlier in this past uh, few months, so like in August when I came back from the mastermind kickoff, I eliminated a lot of things from my business. So some of the things that I'd been spending time on that just weren't necessary in my business. So I used to have a membership and not only did I feel like it wasn't my favorite way to serve my clients. I felt like it was kind of a time suck for what it was. And like it also confused me. Like what offer am I making in my business? Do I offer this? Do I offer that? Simplifying my business to having one offer. Like you can work with me one-on-one -on -one for six months and we're going to have weekly sessions for a set price. And that is my offer. There was so much power in that for me in simplifying and eliminating everything else that's unnecessary and really choosing for this season in my business, I'm going to be serving people in one way. And it's going to be the way that I think they are best served by me right now. And that was just such a game changer for me to really commit to that simple offer I think for all of us, there are things in our business that are not necessary that we can eliminate. 
I know um, another thing for me was during the past 30-day time period, I stopped networking in Facebook groups during my working time. So I just like doing it, you guys. Like, <laughs> I don't need to do it for my business anymore. All of my clients come from my own Facebook group now or referrals and that kind of thing. I don't need to be out there networking in other Facebook groups. I just like it. Like, I like being hands-on and I know there's going to come a time where I probably won't be able to do that anymore or can't do that anymore. So I'm just enjoying right now that it is kind of just a way to stay in touch with what's going on out there and it's for sure something that will become unnecessary. So far it has become unnecessary during my working hours. So it used to be like the number one thing I did during my working hours before I had my own audience. And now it's a distraction. Now it's a, a way for me to just waste time and not be focused because it's not where my clients come from anymore. So eliminate everything that's unnecessary, knowing that sometimes it's something that was necessary in a past period of your business and maybe you've outgrown and you need to step into a new phase of your business. So constantly be evaluating how am I spending my time and what pieces of that are unnecessary. Another thing that I think is a really professional behavior in our businesses is honestly evaluating. So what this looks like and what I did um, and still do is evaluate different pieces of my business. So I recently sat down and evaluated the 30 days that I created the 25,000 and just kind of evaluated that whole process. What worked, what didn't work, what I'm going to do differently going into this next 30 day period to hopefully just make it even easier and even better for myself. You can evaluate anything but the most important piece is that it is honest so that involves both looking at the things that you don't really want to look at that um, are negative that maybe don't feel good like the things that didn't work sometimes that can hurt to look at what i find for most of my clients and myself is that we often are even more resistant to looking at what did work there's always so many things in our business that are working well, that are just right. And sometimes it's just a few little tweaks on the things that didn't work to get things totally smoothly running. So having this honest evaluation where you're really clearly looking at both sides, you're not beating yourself up, you're looking for What's really working here and what are the few areas that still need tweaks? You can learn so much from that. And I think that it's a really mature way to approach your business that, you know, CEOs aren't in the boardroom throwing fits and refusing to look at data. They want to know what is working here and what's not and how can we fix it going into this next time period. Another thing that's kind of related is taking responsibility for my results and taking responsibility for my answers. 
So taking responsibility for my results looks like knowing that the number of clients I created, the number of dollars I created during that 30-day time period is something I had control over. So it wasn't about the algorithm. It wasn't about the people who said no or didn't make a decision in the time period. It wasn't about the people who tell me that they're thinking about working with me, but they're not ready yet. All of these different things happened, right? Like I didn't get any no's during this time period, which is kind of funny because the 30 days before I only got no's. It was like a dark moment. I was going through some stuff. But then in this 30 days where I created the 25K, I didn't actually get any no's. I got a lot of yeses, obviously. And then I got some people who, for whatever reason, were not ready to make a decision then. So it wasn't like a no forever. It was like a no for right now. So like that kind of no. Like I need to like figure stuff out and circle back to you. Not like, no, you are not right for me. Um, So... I could have been like, well, I guess I can't hit this goal because these people aren't ready. I also got messages from people who were like, I've been thinking about working with you. I'm saving up to work with you, blah, blah, blah. And to me, those are no's. I'm like, great. Reach out to me when you're ready. Slash, why aren't you ready now? Like, what are you waiting for? I could very easily fixate on those and be like, well, they're not ready. So clearly I can't hit this goal. I could fixate on so many different things, right? Like, of course, there was things that didn't go right. There was disappointments. There was discouragement. That's what it is like to build a business. I didn't let any of those things be a reason for my doubt to be right. Those things were neutral. And I stayed committed to believing I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure out how to do this. It's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do. So I took responsibility for my results, for creating the results I wanted, and I didn't let anything else get in the way. I also took responsibility for my answers. And this is a very mature entrepreneur thing that I didn't wait to get answers from my coach on different things. Like, how do I do this? What should I do here? She definitely has opinions, and I for sure have opinions with my clients as well, but you never want to be in a place in your business where you can't move forward until you get an answer from someone else. You always want to be willing to take the responsibility to find your own answer and try it and see what happens. In business, there just isn't like a playbook where it's like, here's all the right answers, and if you just follow these, you'll be good. Like if that thing existed, we would for sure all have it. It doesn't exist. You have to find your own answers, and you have to be willing for them to be wrong, for them to not work out, and for you to know that you can always evaluate and learn from that and do differently, and then it's never like an opportunity is forever ruined because you did it wrong and your answer was wrong. So taking responsibility for finding your own answers and really being empowered to being that business owner who can find her own answers. Another piece 
that I think really made an impact for me in becoming a pro and really owning that for myself was having total confidence in my work. So I decided to also not tolerate any doubt when it comes to my coaching and to know that my coaching is amazing and to know that the people who work with me, who do what we talk about, who are going through this process, are going to get results. And what's so interesting is when I really stepped into the confidence in my work, I noticed a shift in my coaching and who I was being with my clients and how willing I was to push them past what they were comfortable with, how willing I was to not be polite and to sometimes say the hard things if they needed to be said and to really just lean all the way into who I am as a coach and knowing I do really great work. I have a huge impact. I have so much knowledge, the business knowledge that I bring to the table, the marketing knowledge, the ability to really coach someone strongly and hold the space for them to do the work they need to do. I am excellent in those areas and Really owning that is something that made a massive difference in both what I did with clients during the month, but also who I was in my content, in my Facebook group, and on my sales calls. So that was a really big turning point for me. And I really encourage all of you to explore this one, to really ask yourself what you need to do, what you need to think to get to this place of total confidence in your work and seeing yourself as exactly how amazing you are and really choosing not to have imposter syndrome and self-doubt about the quality of your work. It's going to make it very hard for you to be a professional about your work and to sell your work and to hit your goals if you're indulging a lot of doubt about the quality of your work. And what's funny is that if you let all of that doubt go, if you step into this total confidence in your work, your work gets better. Your work gets better for having total confidence in it than it would be if you had doubt in it. It's kind of crazy, but true. All right, the next thing committing to my goal all the way and doing the work required to hit it. I love this one. This was such a big piece of my work. As you might know, because I talk about it all the time, when I first got this goal, I was very uncomfortable with it. I really wanted to blame my coach for this goal. Like this was her goal. This was not my goal. And so the initial work that I had to do was on committing to the goal itself, and then doing the work required to hit it. So I didn't actually have that much that needed to change to hit my goal. It was more about shifting my mentality. Like first I had to acknowledge, whoa, this is a goal I could actually hit. And then step into the commitment of I'm going to do it and the confidence of I can totally do this. I am doing this. This is who I am. I'm a pro, all that stuff. And 
then really showing up to be consistent. So for me, it for sure looked like the quality of the engagements in my Facebook group. I spent a lot of time also thinking about how to bring more value to my Facebook group, how to make that more and more valuable to the people who were in it. I was willing to do that work, to show up every day and do those things. I committed to my posts, three to five posts per weekday in my Facebook group and making them really high quality. And what I found is when I stepped into a lot of that mindset work, when I was doing the the confidence and the commitment work and the belief work, my posts got so much better. A client was asking me about this this week. She was like, yeah, 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 belief work, but what did you do? And I was like, you saw it. I kept doing the same things, but the way I did them got better. I kept doing the same number of Facebook posts, but they were better posts. They were inspiring people. They were selling people in advance on working with me. And this podcast is the same way. People binge listen to all the episodes and then they're like, where do I sign up? It is a normal thing because of the quality that I bring to my work and who I am in my work. And that comes from my mindset. So yeah, there's the strategies like having my group and posting the amount of times that I do. And I have reasons for all of those things, reasons that I chose those strategies. But the reason that it works is the mindset I have when I do it. I could post three to five times a day in my Facebook group, random stuff, like just traditional business advice and a bunch of uninspired value in quotes. (laughs) You can't see my little air quotes. You know, the typical posts that you see out there that you're like, yeah, I guess that's valuable, but it didn't have an impact. What I bring to the content that I put in is an intention for you to shift the way you think. I want to stay in your brain all day. I want to cause you to keep thinking about what I said all day. I want you to start thinking differently about things and not from like a weird manipulation place, but a, I know that these are the shifts that are going to make all the difference for you. And so I'm going to introduce them to you. So it's not necessarily about changing up what I did. It was changing up the way that I was doing it and what I was bringing to the table. And the client who asked me that was like, yeah, you're right. Your posts did get really juicy last month. It's because of this work that I was doing. Final thought that I have on how to be a pro is no excuses. There was a lot of reasons that I could have backed out of the goal. There was a lot of reasons I could have given for why it wasn't possible. I didn't allow myself to accept any excuses for myself. I went to work and I got it done. I went to work on my mind and I went to work on the things that I actually did in my business and I got the goal done. One of the traits of a pro is knowing when it's time to invest in your business. 
and doing so without fear, drama, or self-doubt. Doing so knowing you will make your money back no matter what. What's really fun is that the clients that I'm attracting now are these like, hell yes, all in. I am making a decision on the call with you or already had the decision when I came into the call and I'm paying in full type clients. The energy and confidence that I have sets the tone for our conversation and it builds trust immediately. Why this matters to you is because you need to get into pro mode to attract high quality clients that you are dreaming of. So spend some time today really brainstorming what a pro looks like to you and how you've been staying small and being an amateur and what you're going to eliminate from that. And if you're ready to make that investment without doubt, without drama, and with total confidence that you're going to make your money back no matter what, we should definitely chat. If you'd like to connect with me, I would love to have you join me over in my community on Facebook. If you aren't there already, I've already talked about how juicy and amazing those posts are and how much value is there. So hop over to Facebook and search Online Business Building Mamas. That is the name of my group. We'll also link it up in the show notes or you can also go to my website and click the link for Facebook group. It's up in the top. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.